James Golden is with you. We're in the house. Telephone number, if you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And, of course, lots to discuss as there is every single day. Today is Tuesday. Those of you regular listeners to the program know what that means. Mark Stein will be joining us very shortly. Tuesday is Mark Stein Day here. And uh, we're looking forward to talking with Mark. What I'm going to do, so don't be alarmed, I'm going to wait and talk about the Durham investigation and the spate of stories that are out until we get to Mark. I want to hear what his opinion is. And then, of course, we'll follow through with that for the rest of the hour. There is other news besides the Durham investigation out here. Uh, Mayor Adams, of course, today fired 1,430 New York City employees who refused to get a COVID vaccine. At one point, over 3,000 New Yorkers who worked for the city had their jobs threatened. Many of them, I guess, were coerced into getting it or extorted into getting it for fear of losing their livelihood, forced by a government to inject something in their bodies that they did not want to inject in their bodies. Uh, the other 1,400, the 1,430, decided that their freedom was more important than their job, apparently. So far, 13,444 city workers have filed for medical or religious accommodations to be exempt from taking the virus. About roughly half of those cases have been decided on, 70% of those were denied. So it just goes to show you who's boss, and it's not you. You're not boss of your own body. Mayor Adams, his government is. Governor Cuomo, the ex-Governor Cuomo, and the unelected Governor Hochul are in charge of your body, You have no choice if you work for the city of New York. And Mayor Adams and before him, that horrible mayor, Mayor de Blasio. The number has now reached 30. 30 Democrats have announced they're not going to seek another term. They've had it. The latest is a New York congresswoman, Kathleen Rice from the 30th House District, She says she's going to throw in the towel, no more, no mas, no mas, no mas. And so now 30 Democrats this year have said, ah, forget about it. If you have not heard of the name Quintez Brown, you should. In In Louisville, Kentucky, yesterday, the mayor, a mayor candidate, a mayoral candidate, Craig Greenberg was shot at. Someone attempted to assassinate him. Today, Quintez Brown, a 21-year-old, has been charged in that case, attempted murder, four counts of wanton endangerment. Now, Mr. Quintez Brown used to work for the Louisville Courier-Journal as an intern and as an editorial columnist. Get that. 
As a freshman in college, Quintez Brown also was selected to meet former, guess who, wait for it, former President Barack Obama. Mr. Quintez Brown has also been uh, very vocal about his beliefs. He's a civil rights activist, so it says. His writing advocates for the ideals of communism, socialism, liberation, and he's been highly critical of, get this, gun-loving Republicans. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mr. Quintez Brown. Mr. Quintez Brown, civil rights activist, participated in 2020 in racial justice demonstrations. In his Twitter bio, he says, we have one scientific and one correct solution, Pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism, whatever that is. There's one other little fact here. I'm looking for it so I can make sure I have the fact right. I believe he said, that's it. Here it is. You'll love this. When he was 17 years old, he was the president of the Black Student Union at DuPont Manual High School in Louisville. And at that time, he sat down for an interview with uh, MSNBC host Joy Reid. I wonder if she's going to pull that interview out today. Now that old Quintez has been locked up for trying to assassinate a mayoral opponent there in Louisville, Kentucky. Mr. Civil Rights Advocate who claimed that Republicans were gun happy. Mm -hmm. That was before he shot his fellow Democrat and attempted to assassinate him. Now, I, you got to love what's going on in Virginia. You know, the, uh, the governor down there, the new governor, Governor Glenn Youngkin, promised when he came that, okay, we're going to get rid of this silly mandate with masks, and we'll make it optional. Well, the liberals had a hissy fit. The liberals in the schools, like Fairfax, Loudoun County, Oh, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to disobey you. And they pointed to some law that was passed earlier on and said it eliminated the governor's power. Well, guess what? The legislature, which has flipped as well, now is in Republican hands, passed legislation Monday in the assembly. It had already passed the Senate there that codifies that the government has, that the governor has the power to do it. And by signing an emergency amendment to that law, which he's going to do, ordinarily the law would go into effect on July 1st, but if he signs an emergency amendment to it, immediately the ban is lifted. And you just got to love the reaction from some of these whiny liberals. The House Minority Leader in Virginia, Eileen Fillercorn, 
says that the measure goes far beyond the recent actions of other states, like Delaware and New Jersey. She says, if this bill passes, and it pains me to say this, welcome to Florida. Like, something's wrong with that. What Governor Santos has done down in Florida, he made Florida a free state. And Florida is not experiencing any horror stories down there. Yeah, when, the, when, when Omicron and Delta were, were raging, they had cases. They're subsiding now. But before that, the economy was doing just fine. Thank you very much. And when New York's economy was suffering, and all these other blue city economies that were shut down were suffering, Florida was booming. And yet you have Democrats pointing to Florida like something's wrong with it. We'd rather keep masking our children than have them free like they are in Florida. These people are a trip. Anyway, James Golden with you here at WABC Talk Radio 77. When we get back, the one, the only, Mark Stein. Don't go away. He's always mistakenly British. Tea crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, presents Mark Stein. And he's also one of the world's most famous vocalists <laughs> up for a Grammy this year, we think. Yeah. And uh, an Oscar in the same year. Yeah, no, they decide because I didn't put out an album this year, so um they decided to nominate me for a Grammy for best vocalist not putting out an album. So I'm excited about that. And you may win that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Now, Mark, I tell you, it's not fair. We decided we were going to talk about two or three stories, and then I got three back-to-back environmental stories came across my desk. It's not Uh, fair. Can I just read you the headlines before we get started? And yes, folks, don't go. We're going to talk about Durham. (laughs) Don't don't, hold on to it. Just be patient with us. I just want to get your reaction. Okay, a study mark in this is from CBS. You know, like C the BS, CBS. A study finds 42% of mega drought in the West is due to human-caused climate change, and the worst-case scenario keeps getting worse. Not 43%, 42% of the drought yeah. is all people's fault. Yeah, you could, you really stunned me there, because I, I thought it was about 37.8%. But, oh. uh, if CBS says it's up to 42%, you can take that to the back. Has that been peer-reviewed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This one, this one, if you live by the water, oh boy, panic, okay? This is from the Washington Post, and we know, you know, Mm. hey, we have to, you know, democracy dies in darkness. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently it might die underwater, too, because sea levels are going to have risen one foot along the U.S. coastlines, and and, and they're, they're to rise, they're going to rise by one foot by 2050. That's what a government report says. They haven't risen yet, but they will rise. By 2050. Yeah, I don't see that as a problem. I, I spent the weekend uh, at uh, the Obama's place on Martha's Vineyard, and I had a lovely swim in his living room. 
and it's just terrific just to wake up in the morning and go and do your lap without having to go outside and swim in the sea now. It just comes in, fills up his living room, and I do my, you know, 15 laps and then our breakfast. It feels great. So uh, I think waterfront property is going to get even more valuable when people start looking at the upside. I love it. Now, this last one, Mark, you may have to go look at because this is I just the hoot of it all. I think if anyone carries this forward, you can. You know, you see Berkeley, Berkeley. Yeah. Okay, so a judge. Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. A judge has now said they have to cut their undergraduate seats by 3,000 and they have to freeze enrollment. You know why? Because their expansion, they didn't go through the right environmentalist wacko stuff to pass to pass their expansion plans. So now they can't expand. And some environmentalist wackos took the wackos at Berkeley to court. And so it's wacko versus wacko. And yeah. the wackos lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really have a dog in this fight. But I can well uh, understand. I, I can well understand the way... You know, a a 12th year colonialism and transgender uh, studies student has like the biggest carbon footprint of anybody on the planet. So I think actually that would be a, a great way of, I don't know what it is, what is it, net zero, or we're supposed to reduce the temperature of the planet by one degree by the end of the century. I think actually getting rid of, these guys are, are onto something. Getting rid of all the layabout students may actually be the quickest way to lower the temperature by by one <laughs> by one percent. Uh, I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm with them. Uh, I'm 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 with them on that. I think actually <laughs> the idea that the idea that you could actually construct. I mean, far too many people go to university anyway. The problem in America <laughs> is that K through eight sucks. That's the problem. So that a- then everybody has to stay because they they haven't learned the basics by eighth grade. So they have to stay in school till twenty eighth grade uh, to try and learn what they should have learned by eighth grade. So I actually think eliminating if you could actually restrain the growth in higher education on climate change grounds, I say go. Go for it, you eco-loons. I'm with you all the way. <laughs> okay. Now, Mr. You Are a Subject of the Crown, Mark Stein, hmm. Prince Andrew finally <laughs> out of court. <laughs> so you're still not doing John Durham? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Prince Andrew reached a settlement with this sex thing. So what do they do with Prince Andrew now? That's my only question. <laughs> Is he going to be like a princey princey in good standing again, or is he thrown out because he had this scandal attached to him forever and ever? No, he, he's never he's never going to get back in again. I mean, he's been you know removed as uh, honorary colonel in chief from various uh, UK and Canadian and uh, Australian and New Zealand regiments, and he's never getting those back. So he's never coming back to sort of full duty. I mean. To me, he was on a hiding once this case was not dismissed. You know, he's almost like a parody of of the unlikable foreigner in front of a an American jury. That's actually what my Washington D.C. lawyer says about me. But I think <laughs> I think it actually uh, applies even more to the Duke of York. And he the the idea that. He's a very arrogant guy, and I'm sure at one point he thought he could look 12 New Yorkers in the eye and persuade them to like him. But most people who've had 10 minutes contact 
uh, with Prince Andrew know that that's actually extremely unlikely to happen. Okay. Now, Durham. <laughs> it's been such a big build-up. <laughs> I, I can't wait for this. All right, Mark. No, I'm just... Okay, so Durham. Mm. Now, on our side, President Trump and everyone else on this side said, oh, here's the proof. They were spying. Hillary's campaign was involved. They were spying. The left didn't cover it for two days, and now they're starting to cover it. And they're like, well, wait a minute. It's not actually spying. And he doesn't really have all his I's and all his T's. You know, there's mm. some wiggle room here. So, Mark Stein, explain Durham to the American people. You're, um, you're America's undocumented anchorman. What are we supposed to think about all of this? Well, it's a, it's actually ought to be very shocking. What we saw in the course of 2015-2016 was the classic banana republic situation where the organs of the state merged with the party and became indistinguishable. So in this case, you had some of the most powerful surveillance agencies on earth, uh, such as the FBI and the CIA and indeed their overseas partners in the Five Eyes, uh, working with the Hillary Clinton campaign against their political opponent. And what's shocking then, what's really shocking about this, is that Durham claims that this continued after the election, so that in fact the Clinton campaign was surveilling uh, the incumbent president while he was actually in the Oval Office. They colluded with the guy who provides Internet service, who presumably has to go through various background checks. And that ought to be serious to anybody. It shouldn't really matter whether you're Democrat or Republican, because these, as I just said, these are the most lavishly funded agencies on earth. They, they're actually telling us right now, as we speak, that at 1 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time, which is about, uh, you know, three or four hours from now, uh, Putin is going to invade Ukraine. Putin has, when this was put to Putin, he said, no, 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 I can't invade uh, Ukraine at 1 a.m. I'm, uh, I'm washing my hair. Uh, so, but the intelligence agencies purport to have established that as the time, and yet they don't know. They, they apparently are unaware that this Internet provider uh, colluded with Hillary to surveil the incumbent president in the Oval Office, which means that almost certainly uh, China, Russia, the Iranians, uh, we can go down the list until you get to Belgium and Luxembourg. They're all, they've also all got bugs in the Oval Office. Every American ought to be interested in this story just for that reason. Well, one of the things that really um, stands out to me is the involvement of the law firm Perkins Coey. I believe that's Coey. I'm not sure whether that's the right. I think thing. it's Coy. Perkins Coy. 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 Okay, Coy. 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 No, yes, Coy, they're, Coy. They're, like, they're, like a Coy. they're like a 1923 flapper that you have on the rumble seat and you're getting cozy, but she's being all Coy about it. That's yes. it, Perkins Coy. Now, the Democrat National Committee and the Clinton campaign funded that anti-Trump dossier which was, by the way, with a Brit intelligence, ex-intelligence agent, Christopher Steele. Mm. He, wasn't, of... he wasn't actually ex. There's no such thing as an ex-MI6 guy. Oh. Uh, so that, you know, you can bet that he, he's, he's, a, he's a conduit, not just 
between the Clinton campaign and all this Russian disinformation, uh, but he's also a, a, con, a conduit to actual current intelligence people. Now, one of the things that puzzles me, or didn't puzzle me, is the cleverness of this. Going through a law firm so that there are attorney-client privileges, are there not, on what can come out of that law firm by way of uh, if if people are able to start digging deeper on this. Do you think that them using a law firm will give them a shield from actually finding out uh, what really happened here? Well, you say you say that, and it sounds like it ought to make sense. But the, the worst thing about using a law firm is they leave a paper trail for every for everything. If you've ever looked at a bill from lawyers, particularly lawyers like Perkins Coy, you know, it'll say at uh, 4.45 on Tuesday, uh, I photocopied a document that's uh, $700.23. So that's how they, so that's how, um, you know, Durham got these guys. In fact, he's looking at the billing records and he sees the Perkins Coy <laughs> is billing an awful lot of things to, you know, the Clinton campaign. And that's a, so, so, yes, there's attorney-client privilege, but there's also attorney-client billing, which can uh-huh. actually establish... It's, it's like the crudest paper trail there is. At a time when, you know, people don't really leave paper trails anymore, uh, lawyers' billing records are still one of the most exhaustive paper trails. Well, why, why would they be taking a... Why would this partner at Perkins Coy be taking a call from someone at the Clinton campaign at 8.45 in the evening? There's, there's a lot you can deduce from those things. Well, I hope there. So let me one last question. Where do you expect this to go? Is this just going to be another one? Aha, we have a we have a oops. No, we don't. Or is this something that that is Durham Pitbull enough to actually dig out the truth and finally, finally bring Hillary Clinton and her campaign to account and perhaps other people if this goes higher up the food chain? Well, you know, in the end, somebody you've somebody you've heard of has to go to jail. It can't be just people like this fellow Kleinsmith, who was the deputy assistant under whatever of paper shuffling, who who gets a slap on the wrist and he got his law license suspended for a week and a half. It can't just be stuff like that. You know, if you try and think about it as, oh, I'd like to get Hillary Clinton in jail. I'd like to get John Brennan in jail. Uh, I'd like to get Clapper in jail. You know, I'd like to get Comey in jail. And then think about is is John Durham actually going to bring home Bring into the courtroom anyone uh, you've ever actually heard of. That's when it gets a lot more complicated because we have a totally corrupt federal justice system. I could not agree with you more. Mark Stein, thank you so much as always. I didn't get a chance to ask you about the Sarah Palin verdict. Did the right thing happen or not? Uh, No, I actually think I well, again, this is what I mean about, uh, you know, dirty, stinking, rotten, corrupt justice system. The idea that you send the case to the jury and they're still sitting there uh, on their little crummy little daily stipend for going whatever they'd usually. 
He's already dismissed the case. The judge has already dismissed the case, but he hasn't told them. That seems to me incredible. I can't imagine that happening in Saskatchewan or Singapore or Mauritius or Melbourne or anywhere else in the common law world. That's an innovation to me, this, uh, this judge doing what he did uh, to Sarah Palin there. Unbelievable. It was. I was stunned. Mark Stein, thank you so much for being with us. We will look forward to hearing you again next week. And you can talk to us about uh, your, uh, your Oscar nomination Ooh. and whether you think that's going to succeed. Mark Stein, thank you. Thanks a lot, James. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. We're back with you after this. Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC, traffic and transit. Henry Hudson Parkway, northbound. We have an accident blocking the left lane at 125th Street, exit 12. Also, Madison Avenue between East 96th and East 106th is closed due to police activity. On the Cross Bronx, traffic backed up southbound between the Bronx River Parkway, Rosedale Avenue, and the GWB under the apartments in Brooklyn. The BQE traffic backing up on the Garanis. Eastbound between the Prospect Expressway and Cadman Plaza. Alternate side parking in effect today. I'm Bob Brown with your 77 WABC Traffic and Transit Update. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Yeah, Stevie Wonder, little Stevie Wonder, actually. Fingertips on WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. So this this entire matter with the Durham probe, the, the Democrats now, as I mentioned, in the mainstream press are doing what they do best. They are trying to provide Hillary Clinton with cover. They are acting in some of these circles Instead of acting like journalists, they're acting like Hillary's defense lawyers and trying to come up with all sorts of rationales for what happened. And the stories show that and and benefit that. Uh, Here's one of the stories that didn't quite do that, but you can actually learn a lot about this case. And this is from Fox News. Clinton's campaign lawyer, Sussman, asked court to strike Durham's factual background from the latest filings. Now, that story is so in-depth, I'm not going to go into it, but it will walk you through where this story is at and why this Sussman is so important, Michael Sussman, who's already been indicted and is facing trial. And basically, his lawyers are saying this, this, this filing is just meant to inflame people so that he will not get a fair trial. Well, no, no, no. There's a lot more to this filing than that. Now, if you look at some of the other... Uh, cases in in the media, they're trying to present this as, oh, well, this didn't all quite happen in the same time frame that Durham is saying this. Oh, baloney. We'll see. I'll I'll not say baloney until I've had a chance to read through some of their defense of Hillary Clinton and and see if I can find anything to corroborate what they're saying. One of the things that did happen is Hillary was asked about it on Thursday, the press caught up with her, and she's refusing at all to talk about this. Not a word, not a peep, which is unusual because it was just last week that Hillary, Hillary Clinton was out trolling Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, now 
she has nothing to say to the press. Yeah, that's so funny, the way that works out, isn't it? If you want to comment on this first story that we let off with, which is the firing of 1,400 municipal workers from New York, please feel free. If you are one of those workers who got fired, you are more than welcome to call here and talk to us about what you're going to do next, whether you intend to sue, and I hope that there will be many lawsuits from this. This case needs to be this, this COVID mandate, whether it be from de Blasio now being enforced by Mayor Adams. You know, Mayor Adams, there are a lot of other things that you could do besides firing city workers. Like, how about you working with uh, that district attorney here in Manhattan to put some of these criminals away, especially these repeat offenders? That poor lady that had this offender follow her into her house and chop her up, stab her to death. He was a repeat offender. Another one on the streets. Thanks to the policies of this liberal prosecutor's office. And if not, if Cyrus Vance was the same, how about cleaning up this city? And, and before you start attacking the municipal workforce in this city, how about actually putting the people that are harming fellow New Yorkers in jail, Mr. Adams? How about cleaning up the streets? Mr. Adams, before you start firing city workers because they won't obey your, now your vaccine mandate, why don't you clean up the over 240 failing schools in New York? Why do you let those just sit there and every year churn out student after student after student who's not ready academically to enter into workforce or to participate fully in society? Why don't you do something about that? Mayor Adams, instead of firing city workers who just want to do their jobs but don't want you telling them what they have to put in their bodies. I had a vaccine, so don't call me anti-vax. Anybody. I took that vaccine. And I also got COVID after it. And COVID, let me tell you, the case I got in COVID was so horrific and so horrible, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It was terrible. I don't want anyone catching COVID. You should do everything that you possibly can to avoid COVID. That said, you are an American, and you have rights that were granted to you by God and explained to you by the Constitution of the United States. And Democrats, the Democrat Party, these blue city tyrants are running all over your right. And they don't care about the fact that you have rights. Yet every time one of them shows up somewhere, like at the Super Bowl, all of these Democrats who walk around whining about mask this, mask that, don't have one on because they're out entertaining with their liberal friends. And, and the list goes every day. There are plenty of pictures emerging from the Super Bowl with all these maskless celebrities and maskless Democrats out partying with each other. They don't give a damn about the mask unless they're telling you what to do. They're not going to shut down what they do, but they'll shut down your business. They're not going to enforce the rules with their children because their children are privileged just like they are. But they'll tell you what you have to do with your child and even whether whether the science makes sense or not. And in this case, the mask on children in schools does not make scientific sense, according to 
some scientists. Others say that it does. But it's a debate. And if there's a debate, shouldn't you, as the parent of that child, have the ability to study both sides of the issue and come to your own conclusion with what you want for your child? No. The left has going to tell you what to do, even though they don't follow the rules themselves. And in the case of these 1,400, 1,400 people that worked for New York City, here we are trying to recover from this economy. Here we are with inflation spiraling out of control. Thank you, Joe Biden, and your policies. Here we are in the middle of this. And what does Mayor Adams do? He cuts these people loose because they won't inject something into their bodies. This case, I hope, will go to the Supreme Court of the United States. I hope that if it does, it will turn out that these mandates were unconstitutional. And I hope that if that happens, for the next 10 years, Democrats are swamped with lawsuits. Not the taxpayers. Sue the Democrats. Sue Andrew Cuomo, who, by the way, got off the hook with what he did with senior citizens in New York's nursing homes. Janice Dean, if it weren't for her, the case would have never been really brought to to public about how what a mess Governor Cuomo did and how he was responsible. His policies were responsible for what happened in these nursing homes in New York. And yet, he's not being held accountable for a damn thing. Democrats are never held accountable for what they do to you. They will shut your business down. They're not held accountable. This time, I hope that somewhere in the future, for all of these tyrannical acts that these Democrats have laid on society, to account by the legal system. They deserve that. And remember, folks, November is coming. Drive the Democrats out of office with a fury. They do not and should not be allowed to continue doing to America what they are doing to America. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back right after this. Sly in the family stone. Thank you for letting me be myself, Miss Elf, again. Yeah, you can dance on that one. If you're in the car in traffic, be patient. No road rage. Just enjoy the groove. And give us a call if you'd like. We're going to start with the phones. Let's start with Jess on Staten Island. Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi, Jess. What's up? Hi, Bo. What's up? You're the best. Thank you. You are a truth, you are a truth speaker, and I love you to death. Thank you so much, Jess. So- 
I'm a paraprofessional in Staten Island. I lost my job in October due to the mandate, the unconstitutional mandate, I'm going to say. Um, it's a terrible travesty what they're doing to us, taking our livelihoods, making us choose over a medical procedure that we don't agree with to put into our bodies, over feeding our families. And since you've been out of work, how are you getting along? Well, it's been tough. I mean, I have three children, a sick husband, oh. and, oh, you know, the board, the board of Ed told us that they're putting us out, leave without pay, but we're not allowed to work. Like, they're telling us we can't go and feed our families. Wait a minute. I they're telling you that you can't, you cannot work after they fire you? Yes, sir. And they would not give us unemployment. I hope that you've consulted a lawyer. I hope that you are going to take this to court along with now look, I know that the mandates have gone to the Supreme Court for the new for the Board of Education workers. I know. And they've lost. But at some point at some point there has got to be a breakthrough with this. And I'll tell you what, Jess, also I think all of you collectively that have lost your job need to do what Democrats would do, and that's to organize with each other. And you guys drive the narrative. One of the things you might consider, Jess, is running for office because you know how to state this case clearly. And maybe there's, maybe this is a turning point in your life where you might consider going in politics. What do you think, Jess? Uh, you know what? You're not the person to tell me that. I've been told that by many people. And we are, we are joining in Staten Island and we're getting bigger and bigger. And we're not going to let these people tell us what to do with our bodies with our children. We don't co-parent with the government or with the mayor. I love that. We don't co-parent with the government or with the mayor. Jess, please listen to those voices urging you to run. And you really consider it. And if you think you really want to do it, let us know so that so many of us can get behind you and what you want to do. But we're behind you anyway. And we're all praying that you and your family come through this okay. You mentioned your husband was ill uh, is it what, is it a serious illness? My husband is a was an FDNY 9/11 first responder, and he suffered for the last 20 years, stage four cancer survivor, and many complications. And New York has taken a lot from our family, my husband's health, and now my job. And I used to love this city. I was like the Carrie Bradshaw, loving New York, and now I I, I want to leave because. Every day, it's something that makes me sadder and sadder. Wow. 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 I'm so sorry to hear that, Jess. Jess, Jess, what kind of phone are you on right now? I, I'm on an iPhone. What, which, which model number do you know? Uh, the new one, the 13 or whatever okay, it is. Okay, I'm good, because I was going to offer you a 13 if you didn't have one, so you have one. Thank Listen, you. Thank you. But Jess. Give it to someone else that might need it more than me. Okay, Jess, look, is can you just leave your information with with uh with with the producers? Can you guys pick her up and get a number in case people want to reach her with a job or or figure out how to do something? Jess, we're all praying for you and your family and thank you for all the service that you've given to New York and I hope I really do hope you listen to those voices urging you to take the next step. Thank you. And if I could just say one more thing, of I course. want to just scream out to Mayor Adams Eric Adams, I would go one-on-one -on -one with you any day. You name the time, you name the day. I'll talk real science with you.
any day. Thank you, Jess. You called back. We're praying for you, Jess. Thank you so much for the call. Let us go to John in New Jersey. John, you've been waiting a while. What's on your mind this afternoon? Good afternoon, Mr. Golden. I just wanted to bring up a point about short-term narratives and long-term truths. And some of the examples of that are the Kavanaugh impeachment, uh, Kavanaugh in, uh, interrogation, uh, lockdowns, and the granddaddy of them all, Russia collusion. The Democrats own the short-term narrative, but the long-term truth always belongs to the conservatives. And I could actually list 15 or 20 examples in the last five years. How about three or four? Well, I, the Russian collusion, um, the actual January 6th insurrection is going to be proven to be something completely different. The lockdowns, um, Ivector, I, I, Ivermectin, um, and I could go on and on. But the point is, is that when the truth is finally exposed, the coverage is never there. They spent three and a half years railroading Donald Trump's presidency with Russia collusion, and it can barely get on the news today when it's been proven to be completely false. And worse than false, criminal. Yes, so, John. And look, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, John. Thank you for that. It is up to us. Look, folks, we are half the country. They are half the country. We could make conservative media like we did with the Rush Limbaugh show, like we did with talk radio. There are publications that are conservative that need your support. And all of us conservatives If they had your support, they could be just as powerful over a period of time as these rags that put out this disinformation. We have television stations now trying to compete. Conservative media is still in its infancy, but we are going to continue to grow. And conservative media, if given the right support from conservatives, will actually be a counter to the garbage that comes out of the mainstream press. Donnie, Brooklyn, what's on your mind? Don, no, it's Tommy. How you doing? Uh, how you doing, uh, 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 Mr. Snerdy? I'm doing uh, great. Mr. Bowen, yeah. um, I, you know, I love your show, and it helps me get some perspective. I have a hard time with the fact that no one before Durham made any investigation on Hillary and then on the, the bad actors on January 6th. Um, every agent takes an oath. When I joined the Army, I took the same oath. I do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. I'm not going to read the rest, but I just seem to be angry that, that none of these agents, you know, step up and, you know, it just drives let me, me just say, Let me just say this about that. This is high stakes, Donnie, and, and you know that better than a lot of other people. Let us remember... Please, and I'm not saying this in a conspiratorial, I'm not a kook, I don't, I don't even take calls from kooks, okay? But this thing that we call laughingly Arkansas, that's a real thing. There are real bodies that have been involved, sadly, with that. There are real consequences for stepping up, especially if you're the only one, and telling the truth and dealing with the political headwinds that come. You look at the cancel culture. Look how many people on the left, even their own, get canceled. And what they do to conservatives who speak up is... Look at at what they tried to do to Donald Trump, and he was the president of the United States. Look at what they tried to do with this Russian collusion business. What do you think they'll do to you? One lone voice in a federal agency... 
And everyone is running around. Most people are scared. That's why this Durham investigation is so important, because here is a person that is invested with the power to track it down, the power to subpoena, the power to take people to grand jury, the power to uncover the information. We are dealing with some very powerful, and I might add, very evil forces that have been at work here in the deep state in this country for over 30 years. These people are powerful. And, And despite the fact that they are that powerful, one of the things that our Princess of Policy, Diana, reminded all of us the other day, we have the truth on our side. Now, you may ask, what good is the truth when you can't get it out there? That's up to us. Last call. Ray, New York City. Make it quick. We're running out of time. Uh, yeah, so uh, I worked for the city for 26 years, uh, blood and sweat. Um, and on October, they just told us that you know, get vaccinated or you're done. Uh, leave without pay, like the other lady said. You know, it, 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 you know, no employment benefit, no uh, SNAP benefit, no government assistance whatsoever. We could not even get another job while we're waiting on a leave without pay. So, you know, yeah, we have to get together, uh, all the people that, that are going through this. And, you know, you got to organize and unite. You know, um, it's not fair. Uh, like the other lady said, you know, the other caller, you know, in two years, uh, we're just thinking about going to uh, Florida or another state because it's getting crazy here. I was born here. I was uh, raised here. But I've never seen it, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. It's going right back to those times. And it's even worse now because it's a one-party system. So you can't even get, you know, a resolution of anything right now. And crime is just out of control. Democrats are out of control. Um, and even, you know, uh, city agencies, the heads are out of control as well. So, you know, unfortunately, this is the, the state that we're in. Ray, we are going to pray for you, too, my friend, that your family can come out of this all right. These, you see this government is being vengeful toward people, vengeful. They won't even let them, they fire them and won't even let them collect unemployment benefits. Yes, and despite all of that, he's going to say it. We are still the greatest city in the world. We have challenges, folks, and you're hearing some of them. And we also live in the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed America, but we have to fight for it. The fight is not over for our freedom. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Boast Nerdly. Back tomorrow. John Katz next. Stay here. See you then. Bye.